Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931 in Milwaukee and Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. RemyBattery.com by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com and by Flow International Utility and Recreational Trailers, F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. I'm Dan Small. Today, Steve McLeod talks about off-road camping trailers, a teenage girl's first African big game safari, and a Lake Michigan fishing report from Dumper Dan. It's time now for the Madison Outdoors Report, presented each week by Pappas Trading Post. They are Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer, they're located on Highway 14, just west of Arena, and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. And you can hear this feature each and every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Lakelink, iHeartRadio, or other platforms. And joining us once again from the Trading Post is J.C. Chamberlain. Well, J.C., welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having us back again. Well, my goodness, archery season opens on the 18th of September, just two weeks away when this airs. Um, it's it's getting close now. Yeah, we're definitely uh, we're getting to crunch time. So <laughs> yeah, uh, wh- what are you hearing from guys coming in? Uh, everything has still been pretty good as far as on the deer side. Um, you know, guys are still getting pictures. Uh, a lot more deer are starting to show up, um, or a few more deer are starting to show up. Hard horns. Uh, as of late, so mm-hmm. um, pretty normal for the time of year. Okay, but, uh, good to see. So they're they're you know likely could be changing patterns just a little bit when that happens. Um, but for the most part, still been very positive so far. Okay, and obviously we should be practicing now if we haven't been already, or continue it if we have been, right? Yeah, it's you know just because seasons. You know, obviously, the closer it gets, the more important it is to practice. And, you know, even in through the season, we get a lot of guys that kind of practice before season and then won't shoot much until it's, you know, they actually have an opportunity. Um, I mean, I personally don't think you can practice too much. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, But you get your arrows a little cheaper than some people. <laughs> <laughs> And you can re, uh, refletch and re, there's not much in terms of repair. If you bend, uh, well, not, not many people use aluminum arrows anymore, but if you, uh, if you crack or, or break a, uh, carbon arrow, it's done, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, there's, occasionally, you know, you'll bump one on the back end or something and you can cut a nut, you know, they're usually long enough you can cut a little bit off, mm-hmm. you know, still use it for practice or, you know, something like that, but, um, for the most part with carbon, it's either going to be good to go or, or you're going to need to replace it. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, like refletching and stuff actually is a great way to keep things, you know, kind of current. Um, if you're practicing a bunch, especially shooting groups, you're going to shoot some holes and get some nicks and stuff in the veins and it definitely will affect flight if we're, you know, shooting broadheads and in most cases even some field points. So. Uh huh. Okay good idea well the um the other thing you and i talked about before we started recording was uh, tree stands uh, safety and particularly harnesses i i think most people wear them now don't they uh yeah, maybe not. fewer than you think yeah. <laughs> uh you know we hear it every year guys are like oh you know they're just in the way or ah, i don't need one of those and you know i can't stress enough that we need to be wearing that harness when we go to the woods yeah um it's just not worth not coming back or yeah. coming back paralyzed yeah um, exactly yeah and unfortunately you know we've had a lot of customers throughout the years that you know have had incidents um i'm sure pretty much anybody that's hunted out of a tree stand for any length of time has had something happen at some time or another you know whether they actually truly completely fell out of the tree or you know got lucky and you know, caught themselves or were wearing their harness um, and had that save them. So cannot stress enough to, you know, wear a harness. Um, and, 
you know, I'm guilty of it. Uh, you know, I've had the same harness for quite some time now, um, and it, it's time to replace it for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you look for uh, when you're going to replace one? Uh, you just just uh, worn uh, straps or whatever. Yeah. I mean, usually it's just kind of wear and tear. Um, you know, for the most part, like anything, stuff can start to get weak over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might not be probably not going to replace it every year or even every three years. But you know, I would say you know once you get over five years, it's definitely time to, to start thinking about it for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. So, well, I personally have fallen uh, out of trees uh, twice, <laughs> and I've written about it. The first deer I ever shot, I shinnied up into a maple. This was so many years ago, I, I, uh, I won't even give you the date, but, um, uh, you know, got up into a maple tree, which is not ideal, and kind of wedged myself in between two uh, forks, and shot this deer and was so excited when I came down I fell and I landed on my back and fortunately I had one of those old uh, thin metal thermoses in my back um, in my game bag and I crushed it Uh, so it broke my fall if I had my Stanley stainless steel thermos (laughs) which I have now uh, there probably would have broken my back but yeah but I survived that one and another one was uh, just um jumping out of a tree in the winter the last few yards you know or jumping out of, off the ladder i think it was and uh, i hit a, a stub of branch or a, a small stump that was sticking up out of the snow unfortunately it didn't skewer myself but uh, i was in pain for quite a while and i kind of blacked out and i have a friend who found, woke up on the ground he doesn't know how he fell whether he blacked out or what but he he fell, and the, the the harness he was in was one of those old-fashioned strap around the middle. And fortunately for him, it broke uh, because they can they can suffocate you. And, suffocate you. Yeah, but he fell, and I think he broke an arm or something. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. So I mean, in that case, you know, well, like I said, we we've all been lucky at some point, and hopefully it continues to be that way. But. Uh, you know, every precaution we can take, I think, is well worth it. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, we spend thousands and thousands of dollars on new bows, crossbows, blinds, you know, food plots. I mean, if you take what a guy, you know, the average guy spends in food plots a year, I mean, you could buy a new harness every year and easily be ahead. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, because most of them are in that, you know, somewhere right around $100 or so. Yep. Even a little less gets you a really good harness. Um, and, you know, whether you're hunting out of a lock-on, climber, you know, ladder stand, it doesn't matter. It's It should be worn. Yep. For sure. Yep. And I have those lifelines that you can attach your harness to when you climb up into the stand because, you know, that's when most mishaps occur, climbing into or out of a stand, I think. Yeah, that's getting in or on, you know, onto or off of the platform is typically where most, most accidents happen. Um, you know, the other thing is we've all probably done it. You know, we've all taken a little cat nap in the woods. And, yeah. You know, it doesn't take much, unfortunately, to, you know, tip over and you're sleeping or whatever. And as you come to, it's, it's too late. So. Yeah. You're you're either hanging or you're bouncing off the ground. Yeah. And what about tree stand straps? You know, um, a lot of us have these ladder stands that have nylon uh, straps, pretty heavy-duty nylon straps with ratchets holding them onto the tree. Uh, We should check those, too, shouldn't we? Yeah, those should be checked, you know, religiously every year. Um, I typically will replace straps every other year. Uh-huh. Um, for sure, if not sooner, depending on how they look. But uh, definitely something that also needs to be done. Uh, the other thing, especially with hang-ons, um, I would be, you know, cautious of what's going on with the the actual cable mm-hmm. um, that holds the platform to the seat. Because uh, in some cases, you know, it gets squirrels and stuff start to chewing on that stuff, and you know, over time they get weak, and you know, it's pretty easy to to let them set in the woods for you know, five to ten years, and then all of a sudden something happens, so. Yeah, yeah, you can't expect it to be in the weather and not have uh, have something happen, so. And that something could be a squirrel. I've had that happen, too, with uh, tree stand seats and, and all kinds of stuff. 
Well, uh, let's wrap this up here with uh, whatever message you got for hunters. They got two weeks to go. What do you What do you want them to be thinking about now? Uh, I would say get out there, get shooting the bows or crossbows, um, checking those broadheads, making sure everything's flying good. And uh, you know, if you need something, you know, in terms of broadheads, arrows, anything like that, then now is definitely time to get in and get it. So. All right, and store hours. Uh, right now, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to 5. All righty. Well, we'll give you a break of a week, and then we'll talk to you just before the season opens, and uh, that message will actually be on the air when most guys are in the air themselves on, in trees. But we'll talk to you in a couple <laughs> weeks, okay? Sounds good. Look forward to it. All right. J.C. Chamberlain with the Madison Outdoors Report from Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. More Outdoors Radio right after this. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupy and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupy.com. And all 11 offices of Hupy and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, we want to welcome another station to the Outdoors Radio Network, KCCR in Pierre, South Dakota, at 1240 on the AM dial, your riverfront broadcasting station. Outdoors Radio began airing there last Sunday, and they'll they'll air our show every Sunday at 7 a.m. So join us every week and tell your friends to tune in as well. Well, Jeff Kelm is back from his second annual camping trip with his son, Robert, on the Turtle Flambeau Flowage up in Iron County, Wisconsin. So, Jeff, how did that trip go? Oh, it's it, it was great. We had uh, good weather. Um, uh, we had... Uh but we, but we had poor fishing. It was still a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the flowage was down, uh, quite a bit. I mean, a couple of feet at least. Really? Um, wow. and, uh, the water was a dingier, darker color. I don't know if that had to do with the fact that because the water was down, you get a lot more, uh, microorganisms growing on a lot more structure because sunlight really, uh, reaches so much more at that time. Uh, but, uh, but it, it was, uh, dark dingy warm um and uh, fishing was was not so good but uh, you know you, you still get to sit back you get to listen to the loons at night uh we had great weather for it uh robert had a great time he uh because there was more um i guess you could call it beach but there was more land around the island mm-hmm. uh he he went and did a little bit more exploring he uh, was chasing frogs and discovered that uh there's a lot of crayfish in the system and they come out uh, very close to the shoreline, the water's edge at night. And so he would go down, um, <clears throat> at night and take the big spotlight and try to catch them. And, uh, he had a, he had a good time with that. And then all the minnows and bait fish and things like that that are swimming at that time too. So we had a good time, Dan. Great memories. I actually asked him just the other night, what was your favorite activity this summer? And for the second year in a row, he said the camping trip. So. Um, it was very, very cool to, to have that because we did so much this summer, really. We did circus yeah. and picking ball berries games. and ball yeah. games and, you know, all <laughs> kinds of different things. So for him to say that is, is really, truly special. Yeah, no, that is cool. Um, and, uh, you, you're, now you've got a tradition, you know, you're a second annual and he's going to look forward to this, I'm sure, next year and, uh, and and look back on it years from now. Yeah, so next year he already told me he wants to go to a different island. He wants a, he wants ah. a different view this time. We got the same island this last time, same campsite. And so this okay. next year ask, yeah. he wants a new one. So we'll, we'll go look for a new one this next year. Yeah, well, good, 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 good. Well, we had another flood. I'm losing track of them all here. We've got we've had two uh, serious flash flood events in the last three weeks. Got all the fences back up after the first one for the fourth time in five years, and then they all got knocked down again uh, late last week. So, uh, David, our, our helper, put them all up again, and the sheep can, uh, you know, can move from one paddock to another. But, man, it, it only took just under four inches of rain this last time. It all came down at once, and uh, 
uh, the water came up and, and was down overnight. We did not, we knew it was raining. We didn't see it when we went to bed and in the morning all the fences were down mm. and, and the, the, the water was gone. Mm. So it's crazy. Um, getting, getting a little old, these hundred year floods every, now two in a two in a month, you know. <laughs> Unreal. Is, is, I mean, I, my son likes to watch a show called Homestead Rescue, where they they go in and they do uh, some different <laughs> yeah. things. You know, uh, are, is there anything you can do about this dry creek that's you know supposedly dry and and only floods every hundred years? We thought we did that, but I think we made the mistake of uh, building berms on our side, the inside bend, basically. And I think that simply deepened it and uh, allowed it to get deeper and build more of a head, so to speak. Uh, so when it did wash out, it it, it uh, flowed farther and did more damage. Mm. It's um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're going to look at it again. Learn as the you go, in, I guess. Yeah. Well, the folks in Vernon County are. Uh, I saw one article in a local paper that uh, it's time to reconsider how we deal with floods here. Well, yeah, no kidding. Mm. The road was washed out both above and below us. Um, could get out on the uh, upstream side. But anyway, um, no livestock loss, no uh, no hardware loss this time. Just just a lot of rain and, and, and a lot of paying to have the fences mm-hmm. put back up again. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Well, wild rice harvest season is open. Uh, check DNR website uh, for dates and, uh, and info on lakes. Some of them have closures on certain days. Uh, do you ever go racing yourself? No, I, a friend of mine asked me to look for some when I was up on the Turtle Flambeau flowage, but I've never, I've never even looked for it to identify it. So I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I may have seen some, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you that I did. Yeah, well, when it's ripe, you would have uh, a pretty good clue, and uh, you know it's it's pretty uh, unique looking, tall stalks with um, kind of seed heads at the top, and this time of year you shake them and they and they fall off. But there are regulations, and you need a license. So, folks, if you're interested, uh, check out the DNR website. And heck, the hunting seasons are open now. Early goose, teal, and morning dove opened September first. Um, you going to do any of that? You know, I, I no, probably not. I I, I focus yeah. a lot on deer, and uh, and that's probably where I'll just continue to focus. My son wants to do some ducks this year at some point, yeah. so I'm gonna have to team up with somebody and and do that. Yeah, well, take him out in a blind and see how long it takes him to get bored on a bluebird <laughs> day. <laughs> well, coming up, Vorshear. It's a new company makes uh, some high end, real classy looking. Um, Campers for Off-Road Camping, and the owner, Steve McLeod, and their chief growth officer, Mark Mozzie, they're going to offer tips for off-road trailer camping. Maddie McHugh and Christopher Benzing talk about their recent African big game safari, and Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welsh reports on Lake Michigan trout and salmon action off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. 
Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area. Sponsored, as always, by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store. He's located on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan on the web at DumperDan.com and on Facebook at Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters. And this week, also sponsored by Ranieri's Four of a Kind. They're located on 8th Street and Indiana Avenue within sight of Dumper Dan's uh, right there by the bridge. And uh, they are on Facebook as well at Ranieri's Four of a Kind. Well, joining us once again is uh, Captain Dumper Dan Welch. And Dan, it's been a couple of weeks. How's the fishing been? Well, the fishing's very good, Dan. Um, it's changed uh, quite a bit, actually, in the last couple of weeks. And uh, as we anticipated, um, the bigger, larger, four-year-old king salmon are starting to move in a little bit closer. Um, we're starting to head towards, you know, the tributaries and rivers and streams and harbor mouths for uh, spawning, which is coming up here soon. So we don't have to go out far to get to these fish, Dan, and, and we're getting some nice-sized ones right now as well. All right, and how about the other species? You're still getting lakers and rainbows? Yeah, we're getting them mixed in too, Dan. Uh, we're getting some lakers. We usually put a set or two down for lake trout. Uh, there's plenty of them around, and they get pretty large in size too. Um, so we put a couple rigs down for lake trout. We always run a few boards up high um, with spoons for steelhead or coho rainbows, like you mentioned. Uh, but then we target the kings, you know, in that middle part of the water column with their flash or fly combinations, uh, J-plugs, silver hordes, and larger magnum spoons. So good spread of equipment out. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we just target all the species. But right now we're trying to get some of the bigger kings going because it's that time of year um, coming fall season here. Yep. Uh, did you get enough rain uh, the last couple uh, storms to have a... A mud line that brings them in there where the river comes out? Yeah, that's a good question, Dan, and we did. I mean, we uh, I don't think we got as much rain as a lot of places did, but uh, here in Sheboygan, we got enough rain, So, um, and that's helped. Um, we do have the mud line coming out of the Sheboygan Harbor. It's flowing out a half to three-quarter mile out into the lake. You can see it from the shoreline, mm-hmm. um, and that's good cover for the fish, and, and it brings in the bait fish as well, so... Then fish are starting to move into that, that muddy stained river water and, and staging for spawning. But we're catching them there. It's kind of hit and miss right now, Dan, because they're, they're in there, but they're not in there super thick. Um, we get a few out of there in the morning, a few out of there in the evening. But the best step has been uh, 80 feet of water out to about 130. Um, that's where they've been really sitting right now, the, the kings, the rainbows, the lakers, and an occasional coho. So mile and a half to three miles offshore has been good, um, 80 to 130 north and south of town, running just a wide variety of, of tackle for them fish right now. Okay, and are the uh, kings still silver? Yeah, they're still, I mean, silver, though. Sometimes, yeah, they, they turn color because of water temp, too. Um, so the few that we're getting in front of the harbor and the ones we're getting at 80 feet, they got a little bit of tan color to them, but, you know, sometimes we can see that in early August already, just because if the water gets warm in that you know, lower 70s up to 60 degree range, you'll turn color even before the spawning. Um, but they're way before spawning season right now. They're just starting to get into that here in early September. So they got a little tan to them, a little darkness to them. Some of the fish, some are silver, some are not, but very nice looking fish. Check out our Facebook page. I just posted Alex is on there holding a 31 and a half pound king we caught yesterday morning. 
Wow. Uh, gorgeous fish that a young angler caught with a little bit of assistance from us, and they put it on the wall. It's, it's a beautiful king, 31 and a half pounds. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you've been catching big ones. I guess you've answered that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice one. And then we had a couple of 28s before that, pounders, but um, they're, they're running all different sizes. There's two and three year old kings around, too, in that, you know, 10 to 20 pound range as well. Um, some, some good grilling size fish, you know, too. So, but it's a fun time of year, Dan, because you can, you don't know what you're going to catch. You could catch a trophy. You could catch a bunch of good grillers. You can catch a big king that's great on the grill. In fact, we had one at my store the other night. We marinated up, put it on the grill at my patio deck at Bumper Dan's, and everybody dug in, and it was delicious. And that was a nice 25-pounder that uh, that we fed to a bunch of people and customers and employees. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good time of year, a lot of different fish to catch. You know, beautiful weather lately, um, and we don't have to go far to get to them. So, yeah, always fun in the fall. That's that's for sure here out of the Port of Sheboygan. All right. Well, we've got one more report in two weeks, and then we're going to, uh, you know, hold it up until next spring again. Uh, are you, have you still got some openings in September? Yeah, we do. It, it kind of eases up our schedule here a little bit. As you know, we were pretty pretty solidly full here for about three months, and mm-hmm. uh, we do have some openings here in September, uh, some weekends yet a little bit, uh, some during the week. We're going to run until the end of September, and then we're going to pull the fleet of Dumper Dan boats out uh, probably early October and, and get going on them for winter storage. So you got the whole month of September yet? Get a hold of me, 920-377-1147. Uh, that's the fastest way to get a hold of me and, and book something quickly. Um, you got a month left yet, and then you got some time to call me. Otherwise, DumperDan.com on the Internet. Facebook always on our Facebook Dumper Dan's for Fishing Charters page. Uh, check out all the updates and photos there. All right. Well, before we let you go, our second sponsor this week is Ranieri's Four of a Kind on 8th in Indiana. What can you tell us about Ranieri's? Uh, Ranieri's great place. Just a legendary restaurant, bar, and grill. It's been there for a long time. Um, Four of a Kind Ranieri's. John does a good job with him and his staff. And they got great sandwiches. The Mr. T steak sandwich is still one of the best in town called the Mr. T delicious. Um, they got good roasted chicken. Fish fry Friday night, of course, always. Um, they do have some entertainment on the weekends too. Um, nice size place. You got tables, dartboards, everything. Um, and you can walk right there from my place. In fact, you can see it from my boats and condos, but a block walk right by the bridge on 8th and Indiana. Just a go to spot to check out if, if you're in Sheboygan or staying with us or just passing through. All right. Well, Dan, we're going to let you go. We appreciate the report as always. And, uh, again, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and, um, and wrap her up for the season. You got it. We'll be out there here for another month's salad. So definitely give me a call. Let's get out there, do a little bit of fishing, uh, later part of the season. And, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and get you an update again, Dan. Thank All you. Right. Sounds good. Dumper Dan Welch with the report from Sheboygan. His website is dumperdan.com. He's on Facebook at Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, and Ranieri's Four of a Kind is on Facebook at Ranieri's Four of a Kind. You can find him easily. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining me now from Springville, Utah, are two gentlemen, Steve McLeod, the owner and founder of Vorshear, a company that makes quality off-road camping trailers, and Mark Mozzie, who is their chief growth officer. And their website is vorshearshop.com. And Vorshear is spelled V-O-R-S-H-E-E-R, vorshearshop.com. Well, Steve and Mark, welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you, you bet. Be here. Well, uh, Mark, you contacted me recently because you heard our show on our podcast, I guess, on LakeLink. And you got in touch through uh, Steve Novak of Lake Lake Lincoln, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you found something of interest in our show. Thank you. Yeah, he was kind enough to get us in touch, and 
Lake Link is a great resource. I love the fishing reports and, and uh, the recent podcast that was for uh, veterans as well. I thought that was really nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do cover a wide range of topics, and uh, including a lot of camping. And uh, uh, Steve, tell us about uh, Vorshear. Uh, it's a fairly new company, right? Uh, yes, we were founded in 2018. Wow. Uh, and where'd you come up with the name? What's the name mean? Um, so, Vorshear, if you break it into two parts, uh, Vor would be the uh, Norse uh, goddess of knowledge, and Shear would be, uh, or the meaning of Shear, spelled E-E-R, would be, uh, would be an absolute. And uh, it was actually a name that my son had come up with. Oh, okay. So, a Norse goddess of knowledge. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, um, so let's talk about the trailers. Um, these are, they're built like tanks, is what I told Mark when I first talked to him. At least they look very substantial, and I guess they have to be to be hauled off-road. Yes, we uh, we make them to go where there aren't any trails. So, uh, you know, we've all gone on the camping trips before where you, you get out there and, and there's 50 people surrounding you and and heck, you might as well just stay in town. And so the whole idea behind our trailers is you can cut and make your own trail and, and really get into the backcountry and go where you want to go. If you're capable of driving there, the trailer's capable of following you. Okay, yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm wondering, what do we tow it with? Um, just a, uh, any good vehicle with off-road capability? Yes, yeah, so uh, our flagship trailer, our XLC, can be towed with uh, anything with a 3,000-pound tow capacity or greater. Um, we also have trailers, though, that can be towed by motorcycles and side-by-sides, so we try to accommodate every vehicle out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, so you've mentioned a couple of models. Why don't you tell us what different models you make? So uh, our XLC, which I've mentioned, it's, uh, it's kind of our flagship trailer. It's got a uh, sleeping cabin in a full galley. Um, it's 16 feet long from the, the tongue to the spare tire carrier. Uh, it's got a full queen size bed in it. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's made for the whole family to go camping. You can have a rooftop tent option. You can have the, the awnings and, 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 uh, like I said, the galley. So you got fridge, freezer, sink, stove. Um, and then you can, you can go down to our, our next model down would be our XCR model. And our XCR model is much lighter weight. It can be pulled by side by sides or even a Subaru. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, on a gear trailer. Um, there, there is no sleeping cores in it, but it does have the rooftop tent option and, uh, awning as well. And then once again, you get the full galley rollout, fridge, freezer, uh, sink and stove. And then, uh, the next model that was designed to be pulled by motorcycles, um, is our XRT. And it's an all-aluminum trailer, and it's actually got a double bed in it. Uh, and it comes with just a stove for, for the purposes of keeping the weight down for motorcycle towing. Um, we weren't able to add, uh, you know, a full kitchen or water tank or anything. Mm-hmm. But it does, it does have a nice little cabin that you can sleep in, and it, and it can certainly be pulled blind a motorcycle or side-by-side very easily. Okay. And then you've got an XOC... R, which is a round-shaped uh, trailer, right? It is. It's it's actually a spinoff of our our XLC. It's uh, essentially it's the same trailer. It's just a different body design. Uh-huh. It's, uh, some people want more the traditional teardrop look. So instead of the angles that we lean towards here at Warshire and all our designs, this one adds a radius nose and a radius rear end on the trailer. Mm-hmm. And that is a popular design. They, you know, they made. Some several companies made uh, teardrop-shaped trailers years ago, and uh, I'm seeing more of them on the road now. I think they're they're newer models. Uh, and I actually have a brother-in-law who uh, restored a couple of those and sold them, and he couldn't he he couldn't finish them fast enough. They're really popular. It, well, and it's becoming a very popular market these days. Uh, we're we're finding people are moving more and more away from the the large bumper poles and fifth wheels just because of the the amount of work that goes into getting them out for the weekend and, and then getting them back and getting them cleaned up, it, it takes uh, takes takes some planning and some time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's get back to Mark because, uh, Mark, 
In the first email you wrote to me, um, you said part of our mission is making it possible and easier for people to get out in nature and enjoy it to the fullest. Um, you know, that's kind of a broad statement and a great um, mission, a great uh, goal. How do you accomplish that? Well, thanks for asking it. You know, in a lot of ways, and as Steve and I have talked, uh, sometimes families will go out camping and they'll, you know, take the fifth wheel and the big screen TV and, and kids just end up kind of doing the same thing that they do at home sometimes. Mm. And, and we love nature at Borshire. And so with these trailers, it's nice because you have all the amenities. You have everything you need to camp. And yet when you wake up in the morning, you know, the kids are more likely to be by the stream enjoying nature and actually benefiting from being out in nature instead of just sitting in a fifth wheel uh-huh. uh, playing, you know, games or something just like they might at home. Yep, yep, good point. Uh, and Steve, um, packing and getting ready for a trip sometimes takes uh, as much thought and energy as uh, the trip itself. It, it does, and that's the nice thing about our trailers is you know, you can get off work on a Friday afternoon and it's no more complicated and you just back up to it, hitch up and go and, and hit the grocery store or the gas station on the way out of town and you don't even necessarily need to have a plan. Uh, like I said, our trailers are built to be towed about anywhere you can take them. Um, they're independent suspensions. They've got uh, one of the highest ground clearances in the industry. So, I mean, that's the whole idea. You can just get it get it and go. You, uh-huh. don't, you don't need to uh, get it off leveling jacks and and just go through all the stuff you have to go through with the bigger trailers and then and then be cautious about where you take it to because, as we all know, the bigger trailers, you want to be careful about what roads you go down. And yep. you, don't want, you don't want to end up in a situation where you got to back up a mile or, or of course, uh, with big trailers, you always end up camping with a lot of people. Sometimes you just want to get away from everybody and go do your own thing. Yep, yep. Uh, and your trailers are all made right there in Utah, aren't they? They are. Um, we're, we're proud to say the word. Our trailers are made in America, and uh, we build everything right here in Springville, Utah. Of course, there there are some parts that have to be ordered in, but uh, safe to say that 90% of the trailer is, is all manufactured right here in Springville, Utah. Uh-huh. Cool. Are they available if I wanted to order one? Um, they are. We're shipping trailers every week to various dealers, and uh, they're they're available to get. You can you can find our dealers on our website on our dealer locator, and uh, and you're welcome to call them, and they can tell you what they have in stock or what they're going to be getting and when they'll be getting it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, uh, this is no uh, secret uh, to our listeners, and I'm sure you fellows are aware of this too. With the arrival of the pandemic last year. And it doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon. Uh, people nationwide sought ways to get outside and explore. Hunting and fishing license sales were up. RV and camper sales went through the roof. And uh, I guess there was a pretty high demand for outdoor recreation. So it's great that you, you are able to fulfill orders um, uh, on, a, on a short-term basis. That's good. It is. Uh, the pandemic has made it a little bit of a challenge, but, you know, we, we just work through it. Yeah, good. And, you know, just today I got an email from uh, one of the publishing companies that I've been in contact with. They're coming out with three new camping cookbooks. So <laughs> uh, I guess they're trying to uh, take advantage of um, of people's interest in camping as well. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it certainly it certainly is. And uh, it looks like I'll be talking to more guests about camping in the weeks ahead. Now, you mentioned dealers. Uh, you don't have any dealers in our immediate broadcast area, which is the upper Midwest of Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, uh, Iowa, Illinois. And uh, we're actually adding some stations out a little farther west. But your dealers right now are primarily in the in the uh, in the west. But you're working on that, right? Yeah, yeah, we we do have several dealers in the West, and uh, keep an eye out. We've got some exciting news that will be coming soon. We've been talking to dealers in your area, so watch for that one to emerge. Uh, in the meantime, um, somebody that doesn't mind a, a little trip, maybe a road trip to pick up the trailer, they are available. Uh-huh. Um, and like Steve mentioned, that the dealer locator on our website will will help you, you know, find a, a dealer close to you. Yeah, okay. 
Well, guys, we got to wrap this up, but uh, Mark, I'm intrigued with uh, some of the ideas that you shared about um, getting the kids out in nature. Would you come back and uh, talk to us again? Absolutely. Let me just give you a little primer. All right. Uh, what is a nature journal, and how do you set up a scavenger hunt? for kids to get the most out of nature. We can talk about that, help parents know how to approach that so that the kids have a really good experience when they get out. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up now, but thank you so much, both of you, and uh, we will be talking to Mark again real soon. Thanks so much for having us, Dan. You bet. Steve McLeod is you, yes, sir. Steve McLeod is the owner and founder of Vorshear, the company we've been talking about, and Mark Mozzi is their chief growth officer. Vorshear's website is vorsheershop.com. Vorsheershop.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camel Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining me now are Maddie McHugh and her stepdad, Chris Benzing. They recently got back from an African big game hunt, which is a great way to wrap up the summer and uh, before school starts. And uh, Chris and Maddie, uh, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having us, Dan. So, uh, Chris, you and I have never met, but I've turkey hunted with Maddie uh, unsuccessfully, I might add, and that was largely my fault the one time we had birds in front of us. I hope she's forgiven me from that uh, for that uh, that outing. But uh, she really gets into hunting. Uh, Maddie, uh, you've enjoyed the hunting that you've done with uh, uh, with your stepdad and with Rick Culver as well, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, and you've had some successful hunts, uh, despite the time that we went out and did not get a turkey. You shot a really nice buck, and that was featured in Outdoor News a couple of years ago. Yes, I did. And have you had other successful deer hunts? 
Um, one one five pointer last year. Okay. Well, good. Uh, well, let's talk about Africa. Um, it, where did you go exactly, Chris? Well, to Namibia. Okay. That was the, yeah. And this was there not was, this was not your first trip, was it? No, it was there six years ago. Okay. And what did you do six years ago? Um, I ended up uh, going to the same place that we went this time. Ended up getting uh, ten animals last time I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, all the plains game type thing. The oh, yes, ten animals of the. Good hunt. It was a very good hunt. Uh huh. Okay. And this time, uh, did you uh, did you hunt? Did you shoot as well, or were you just? Uh... Yes, I. Okay. Yes, I did. Actually, I ended up getting uh, five animals this time. I ended up getting uh, a couple smaller things that I didn't get last time. Uh huh. Okay. And Maddie, this was your first trip to Africa, correct? Yes. Uh, so, what did you think of the experience itself? Before we get into uh, the specifics of what you hunted. Um, it was really fun, and it was really cool, like, getting to see all the animals and stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and this was not your first big game hunt, but your first, uh, African hunt. So, what did you, what did you shoot there? Um, I shot a giraffe, a zebra, two impalas, and a kudu, and I hit a warthog. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Two impalas. One wasn't enough, huh? <laughs> uh, no, I guess not. Now, uh, uh, Maddie, what are your plans for all those animals? Uh, you, I, uh, I would imagine there's some taxidermy involved, right? Uh, yeah. We're getting a kind of unique model of the giraffe. It's going to be like a wood plaque of Africa with a little bit of the giraffe coming out. And then the zebra is going to be a flat, full body rug. And the impala and kudu, we already have, like, headphones for them, and we're just going to take the horns off and put my horns on. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Did you get to eat any of the meat while you were over there? Yes, I think I tried all of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> was there, what did you think of it? It was, like, it's good. It was nothing, like, crazy, though. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, now you mean, like a, yeah, go ahead, Chris. It almost has like a venison taste or a moose taste. You know, it's more of the wild game type, of, you know, yep. animals. Yep. Yeah, I I had one game dinner when I was in Africa about 20 years ago at a hotel in Nairobi, and they brought a, around uh, to our table, um, I guess you'd call it a sword with uh, different cuts of meat on it, and... Uh, I know we ate giraffe, and I know we ate some of the plains uh, antelope. I don't recall the various tastes, but it was all good. I mean, any any wild game, if it's prepared properly, is uh, it should be good eating. Uh, Absolutely, and it certainly was. Um, well, uh, Chris, um, did Maddie live up to your expectations there as a hunter? Oh, absolutely. Yep, she's every every, every shot she took was precise. Uh huh. And very well. Everyone, even the warthogs, we just we just didn't get we just didn't find it. <laughs> oh my goodness! So. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, but nothing yep. goes to waste. There's plenty of scavengers there in Africa as oh, they yeah. are here. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, Maddie, you're going to be going back to school pretty soon. Um, what do your friends say? And you've had these conversations before because you and I talked about this. What do your friends say when they know you're a hunter? Um. I mean, most of my friends are hunters, so they don't really mind. They just think it's cool that I got to experience it. Mm-hmm. And I remember you said, um, I think when you shot that big buck, that uh, uh, none of your friends had killed anything close to that. Nope. <laughs> That's continuing on. I don't think anyone's going to shoot a giraffe anytime soon. Uh, no, I don't imagine. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing... Uh, uh, a partial uh, mount because I have a friend who's uh, who shot a giraffe and uh, I, the price tag has gone up on a full giraffe mount, but they were looking at a full mount. And fortunately, they've got a, a place to put it. You know, I don't know what they ended up doing with it, but that's a big animal. Um, so, would you go back to Africa again, Maddie? 
Uh, yes, definitely. Why? Uh, well, for one, they have a lot of cool snacks there. We didn't get to try everything, though. We did buy a lot. And just to shoot more animals and finally get a gunsluck. <laughs> uh-huh, okay. Um, have you got advice for young girls who might think about getting into hunting or who are hesitant to do it? Um, girl can do anything better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember you told me. How old are you now? Fifteen. Yeah, okay. Uh, I actually just had a birthday a couple days ago. Ah, I'm 28. Ah, yeah. well, well, happy birthday and uh, a little belatedly. So. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, have you got plans for hunts this fall? I know you're not going back to Africa real soon. Um, we're going on an antelope hunt in Colorado. Okay. You haven't done that before? No. Okay. Uh, I imagine you're going to do some deer hunting as well, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, what rifle did you shoot? I, I imagine some people might wonder what a teenage girl would use for big game over in Africa or anywhere. Um, I used a Remington 308. A 308, okay. Yeah, that that's a great caliber. And it it was uh it was adequate for the giraffe. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, um anything else you want to share with us about your great adventure? Um we could share the reason why we shot the second in Okay. Did you bring back some souvenirs? Uh, yeah, we brought back some keychains and kind of like little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do any touring while you were there? Any uh, sightseeing besides the uh, hunting? Yeah, we went to Tosha National Park. Yeah. And seen a lot of zebras and elephants and giraffes and. A lot of other things. Uh-huh. Okay. So you'd recommend a trip like this to uh, anyone, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, now I'm not, I've never been to, you said Namibia, right? Yes. Yeah, I've never been there. I was in uh, Kenya. Um, is it safe to travel? What What was the traveling like? Um, I think it's pretty good besides... Our bags being lost for about six days. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but we just got to go on a little African shopping space. That's all right. Yeah, so now you have some African hunting clothes too, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, Chris, uh, the arrangements were not difficult. Talk, talk about that a little bit. No, I have um, actually my friend over at Culbert. He actually... Um, put everything pretty much together for us and he does a very good job at that so but everything like getting everything in line and order not too bad uh-huh okay and rick was there with you yes yep yeah i've hunted with him and maddie a couple of times so well um listen we're going to let you go but we appreciate you taking time to share your adventure with us and uh good luck on your fall hunts especially that colorado antelope hunt i We'll talk to you after you do that one. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, Maddie. Yeah, of course. And Chris, thank you, and uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too. Well, Chris Benzing and uh, Maddie McHugh just uh, told us all about their African big game hunt in Namibia, and we'll follow up with them when they come back from Colorado. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the rough grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society, toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. 
Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. You can check out Cedar Lake Sales' website or Facebook page for updates and details. And they've got your new and used boats in stock with a few 2022 boats already in stock and more on the way. They're also taking reservations for indoor storage space, as it's about that time to think about that. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton, remybattery.com. By Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford at huntworthgear.com. And by Flow International Utility and Recreational Trailers, flowintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Absolutely, and if you happen to miss an episode of our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, you can watch any show from the past several years at milwaukeepbs.org. And I am working on the new Deer Hunt show for 2021, but you can still watch last year's show on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. There's a little bit of that fall in the air, Dan. Everybody's looking yeah, forward to absolutely. it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you want to listen to the radio show, you can listen online all the time. Go to lake-link.com. You can download our show Take it with you on your favorite podcast channels as well. Follow Dan online uh, during the week at Dan Small Outdoors and follow me at Hardwater Jeff. And let's see, a couple things from DNR. They're accepting applications through September 10th, coming up real soon, for a unique trapping opportunity at Sand Hill Wildlife Area. So go to the DNR website and uh, type in Sand Hill Wildlife Area Trapping Opportunity. And the fall deer hunting forecast, and actually forecasts for other species, are now available if you go on the DNR website, type in keyword hunting, and you'll see those forecasts. And also the 21-22 hunting regulations booklet, you can download it there as well. There's a new baiting and feeding ban in Taylor County, so uh, be, uh, be sure that you know where you can put bait out and where you can't. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small. I'm here with Jeff Kelm. Have a safe and enjoyable Labor Day weekend. It is that. Get outside, folks, and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by LakeLink your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Just that needle valve now. Let's get to the perfect speed. Oh, how I love leaving the shore behind. When the cool night swallows the moose's nose and the heron is fishing on one cold leg when the loon cries lover in the blue north wind 